0: Coming up in today's episode of That Taxi Podcast.
1: One provider or doctor will, um, you know, put on a very long glove and put on lots of lube on their hand and, and reach up. Oh. You know, usually they will have these patients sedated and, um, you know, sometimes give them a, a paralytic, something that will help relax all their sphincter muscles so that it is easier to go in and out. <laughs>
2: Thomas Thomas is laughing at the word sphincter. I love that word.
3: No matter which hospital you're in, things come in waves, Mm -hmm. and so you'll just go through periods of time where you just see, like, a bunch of one thing at once. So I'm sure this is like the rest of them where, you know, it's butt week, and, you know, (laughs) they're just...
2: I think it was something that was on TV or something. Shark week. Shark week. Butt week.
0: 42-year-old man was in the ER at three in the morning and he said he was going to kill the entire staff and the patients that were in there and he decided that he was going to expose himself so he dropped trow and exposed himself fully to everybody in the er and took off and they caught him about uh, 20 minutes later down the street may it still make it does that work for caffeine too? Like if I butt chugged yes. my Starbucks, would I be? Yeah, fired? coffee. Animals. Yes. It would
1: probably make your uh, fart Ooh. smell <laughs> real good. You it smell
2: chocolatey! If I get the apple cinnamon Starbucks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the pumpkin spice around, around Halloween go. time. But I also get gotta get past the emotional thing. Like if you and I were hanging out, Thomas, and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna bend over," and I want you to see, you should see his face right now. <laughs> Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride-along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years, and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work? Mm. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll
0: find this entertaining.
2: Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers.
0: That taxi podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast.
2: Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No,
0: Einstein, I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. Up we go. Cold and blustery day. Fall is switching into winter right now. And someone is coughing. Oh. you okay there? You okay there, Thomas? So I think that he was coughing because he just smoked some weed. Yeah. Mom's
0: pussy hair is stuck in oh. my throat. How you doing? How
2: you doing, vinny oh. Spamoni? Well, now that I
0: can breathe. Yeah. Well. What would you do for a Klondike car? Car? What would you do for a Klondike (sighs) car? Yeah, like death metal singing that lyric.
2: That would be fun, right? Death metal versions of commercials. Yeah. What would you do (laughs) for a Klondike car? Oh my God. So kiss a little longer. Hold tight a little longer. Longer with Big Red. Do they even have Big Red anymore? Sure, sure. That was my favorite gun, by the way. (laughs) screamo <laughs> what was the double mint song the double the twins you are you going back like 1970. Uh, well i remember them in the 80s yeah yeah when did the gum wars stop was there a war oh yeah really yeah, uh, Wrigley's was uh, fighting with um, Juicy Fruit and Hubba Bubba I and was juicy fruit. Maybe. Well, I mean, what were the ju- what were the major? Beachnut, Wrigley's. Uh, yeah, that's so the only I think of. I don't think Big Red was a Wrigley. Yeah, I think it was. Oh. But they were. there were. Don't you remember the Bubblicious? And then there was Hubba Bubba. Yeah. And then there sure, was uh, everybody
0: had their own version. Just yeah, like there candy were- bars
2: and the the war there was a constant competition
0: call it a war it's not Um, like the coke war it was like that though yeah but billy joel didn't do a song about gum
2: what did he do a song about
0: about the war about uh i didn't start the fire yeah i remember that song yeah coke wars he mentions in it oh color wars because he names a bunch of shit new coke
2: uh, oh i do remember that Yeah. yeah All right. Um, Today's the last week for your lyrics thing. Do you have a lyric oh, for us today? I do. And our listeners aren't
0: too bright because
2: they're not sending in any
0: answers. So I guess I'm just too smart for them all. Everybody's intimidated by your lyrics. Yes, yeah, I am so awesome. Here's the lyrics for this week. And this is week five. This is week five. Week five out of five. Well, we missed a week. Right, but uh, we, went to, we went week one, we missed the week, then we went week two. In week three. So, this is really week
2: six, but this is lyric five. Yeah, we just confused wow. everybody. But I get what you're saying. But this is the fifth lyric. This is the end of the competition if they get it. Right. The first lyric was so
0: difficult, I decided to give them an extra week to think about it.
2: I knew the.
0: F- oh, that's what your excuse for missing <laughs> the yes. next
2: week. Okay. My... I knew the first
0: thing. lyrics. Ready? Yes, go ahead. Attention, emergency news. Immediately escape, catch up, find shelter, please.
2: Okay, one more time.
0: Attention, emergency news. Immediately escape. Catch
2: up. Find shelter, please. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. It sounds like a news broadcast. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Anyway, so anything cool happened this week, man? Um, I've been thinking about it. Uh, on Friday, I did have an event happen. I had. Um... So, you know what? I don't give a fuck.
0: What? I really don't. Okay. I'm just trying to be polite. Make small um,
2: talk. Well, thank you for being polite. But it, actually, it's good that we I don't start talking about something because we do have something interesting for both of us that happened. okay uh, and last episode, we had uh, someone come to us, having been the subject matter of our third episode All right. called
0: uber, puke. uber Uber
2: driver. Uber Puke. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was Alex had come on the show and hosted our show with us. With her big boobies. <laughs> Yeah. She
1: has big boobs. She's right.
2: <laughs> yes, he did smoke weed. <laughs> anyway, we have more response from that third episode, UberPuke. You had told a joke at the end of that episode. and Well, what was the joke? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about it now because it's it, it'll be incorporated um, <clears> in <throat> what's coming up. Okay. We had the opportunity to interview two nurses okay. who heard the, your joke and... They have big boobs? Look at that. Who heard your joke and
0: they must have little boobs thought it was say. very
2: interesting. Okay. They were very amused by it. And they, they contacted us, uh, boys and girls, to talk about their experience with this joke. Okay. And uh, it turned into a very fun conversation. Okay. So, wow. You got a lot <laughs> of editing to do. This. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus. That's what we have coming up. Enjoy. So, we've invited Amber and James. Why don't you guys tell us what you do?
1: Um, Well, we're both nurses uh, in the ICU setting in a hospital. Um, I've primarily worked in a trauma surgical ICU.
3: And uh, I deal with medical intensive care. So stuff that happens inside the body, not outside the body, like trauma.
2: You contacted or you had a conversation with me uh, and wanted to have a conversation with us because of a joke that Thomas told.
1: Yes. (laughs)
2: And uh, I'm going to play that joke right now. And then we're going to talk about that. I have something bizarre that happened to me.
0: I could say real quick. Okay. I uh, got a call to go pick this guy up at a hotel going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So he gets in, closes the door, and I say, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's the problem? He was a little embarrassed, but he told me that he was in the hotel room and he uh, decided to put six miniature plastic horses oh, my God. up his ass. <laughs> And I said, dude, okay, I'll get you there. Get him there, drop him off. And I shook my head as I'm driving away, right? Well, I get a call an hour and a half later to come back and pick him up and take him back to the hotel. So he's fine. So he's great. Yeah. So Well, hopefully, because I don't know how great you could be. Well, there might be other issues, but I'm not here to judge. So I pick him up, he gets in. He says, oh, you're the guy who took me, right? I go, yeah. I said, well, everything okay? He goes, everything come out okay? I didn't say that. (laughs) I said, is everything okay? He goes, yeah, the doctor says my condition is stable.
2: Six horses, stable. It's a joke, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, guys, what was it about this joke that you felt was uh, funny? Well,
1: the funny thing was I didn't realize it was a joke
3: because <laughs> we deal with that quite a bit in the hospital. It happens more than you would think.
1: Yes. Uh, and funny enough, it it's always men who it happens to always straight men.
3: So women don't do this.
1: Um, well, if they do, they certainly don't come into the hospital for it. <laughs> Uh, Oh, and you said straight men. Yes, it's always straight men because, you know, gay men, I think, know what they're doing in the anal department.
2: Right? Yeah, they've got videos and they have instructions. Yeah,
1: and also they're not, like, embarrassed or ashamed, right? Straight men, they don't want to admit they've been putting things uh, up their their arse.
2: So mostly men. (laughs) Yep. Mostly straight. Yep. Are they, like, uh, so I had to go to the hospital with my son once for something, and he was brave and was able to show them. You know what was going on? Are these guys coming in nervous or afraid, or are they pretty confident? You know, I ah, screwed up.
1: Um, I so I've never personally met one of these guys that comes in. These are all um, things that I have heard from fellow coworkers. Um, I would imagine that some of them, you know, might be afraid or in, you know, scared or um, uh, embarrassed. Some of them might also just be in pain. Um, you know, the last. The last one that I heard about that came in, um, it was some type of lotion bottle with a pump and he put the pump end in, which caused it to get stuck wow. and not be able to come back out. So I imagine that might've been a little uncomfortable.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> How do you get something like that out?
1: Um, so the, the, the number one way is, um. Number two. The number uh, two. Yeah, yeah. Is by one provider doctor will, um, you know, put on a very long glove and put on lots of lube on their hand and, and reach up and try and grab it.
2: Like birthing a calf?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Wow. Oh. You know, usually they will have these patients sedated and, um, you know, sometimes give them a, a paralytic, something that will help relax all their sphincter muscles so that it is easier to go in and out.
2: <laughs> Thomas Thomas is laughing at the word sphincter. I love that word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes they need somebody to kind of push from above. So push on the belly oh, okay. while somebody's reaching up, trying to grab it. Um, worst case scenario, it ends up in a surgical procedure where they have to actually like cut you open like to push this thing out.
2: Wow. Ew, gross. Yeah. I'm wincing at them. When my hand is over my mouth. It's just the pain on this. So do they video this? Like could they do like a compilation for Christmas parties of like oh, all the... <laughs> yeah. make them the Christmas presents? <laughs> yeah. This is our this is our blooper reel. <laughs> this is our pooper reel.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like at the very least, it would be good educational videos oh, right. to yeah, show that's... young boys about that's... what not to do. <laughs> yes,
2: actually, yes, we'll we'll put it under that. It's an educational video. Like you yeah, can buy it's it for the new section nine on, uh, on eBay.
0: eBay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't unwrap that present if it's the bottle of lotion. It's, I don't want that present.
2: Yeah. So I imagine you guys talk about this kind of stuff in the uh, you know Thomas had said like war stories or something. You talk about this like in the break room. What's something that's been crazy in the break room that you guys have heard or told?
1: I mean, we talk about stories all the time. Like the the people who come in for for doing stuff like that, putting things up there up places they shouldn't be. or Those are always the ones that just kind of never cease to amaze me. I mean, and on, on, on top of that, we see a lot of crazy stuff involving, you know, gunshots and yeah. well, um, you had said impalements.
0: That this, you had said this happens quite often. I was just wondering, like, is this something in your ER that happens, like, maybe once a week, once a month, or more often than that?
3: It's hard to say. You know, in the hospital, no matter which hospital you're in, things come in waves Um, and so you'll just go through periods of time where you just see like a bunch of one thing at once and then you won't see it for a while. And I don't know why it is, but like nothing really comes like at a regular interval. So I'm sure this is like the rest of them where, you know, it's butt week and, Uh you know, they're just.
2: (laughs) I think it was something that was on TV or something. Shark week. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Butt week.
1: I mean, I think the the last one that I know of was uh, about three weeks ago that came in. So not that long ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So it was pretty,
2: pretty Common. so, yeah, a lot of people ask us what's your craziest story um so setting aside what other people have experienced for each of you, what's your craziest story
3: um
1: okay I well i mean i have it. a i have a, a crazy one it's, uh I, I guess it depends on what you consider crazy, but um a patient that was not in the i c u but uh, end up having to come to us. Uh, he wasn't doing well. You know, His he went into cardiac arrest. His heart wasn't beating normally. We got him back, um, brought him to the ICU and, you know, his belly we discovered was so like distended. It was, it, it looked like he had two or three basketballs inside mm-hmm. of his belly. That's how big it was. Distended means backed yeah. up. yeah like bloated like his his tummy if you pushed on it was just rock solid firm hard like i said it looked like he had a couple basketballs in there and um so the doctors decided that they needed to you know emergently open him up and figure out what was going on because that's not normal no right so they in the in the room, not even in the operating room, but in his room in the i c u they started to cut open his belly and after the very first slice, which people probably don't know, it usually takes a little more than that to get you all the way open, right? Oh. There's several layers of tissue uh-huh. okay. um okay. but that first cut, and then literally he just kind of exploded in this poop geyser whoa that sprayed both doctors in the face oh. <laughs> which was quite comical for all of us in the room but um that doesn't normally happen right normally like your poo inside of you is yeah. is in your intestines it's not just free floating in your belly so right. when you cut someone open that shouldn't happen wow yeah
2: that is that is so. scary <laughs> it's gross I mean, it
1: was it was intimidating. As soon as we kind of all heard the noise of him exploding, like several of us ducked down. But I've never seen anything like that in my life, too. Like kaboof. Oh yeah, like there was a noise. There was a geyser. There was. It was. I just. I'm pretty sure I had a look of shock on my face because I've never seen anything like that.
2: Wow, this stuff is videoed, right?
1: Um, you know, I really wish it was, but that would be a complete HIPAA violation. (laughs) Um. But it yeah, HIPAA is the
3: like the privacy act that uh, protects patient information. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's that uh, you can't film without their consent. You can't use patient names and all can't that stuff. You just stuff, fit it so. in
2: with all the other things. And this is just a waiver and this is just a waiver. And this is just a, so, yeah, it's just standard stuff.
1: Yeah. So in the event of uh, us cutting you open, you know, and, and a, a poop geyser coming out, maybe we videotape it. Yeah, we
2: can put it on America's Funniest Videos. So this patient did survive though,
1: right? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh yeah no he uh he absolutely oh. did not survive that was kind of the second they opened him up they knew that was not a survivable situation well he situation. was beyond septic
2: he was oh, yeah wow. that was
1: poison. right like his guts inside were completely dead you know that oh. they couldn't save it and he you know was just to the point where he was his body was so out, out of balance and his you know blood was so like acidotic yep. that he just couldn't have survived it
2: my son uh my youngest son when he was born, half his intestine didn't work, and we didn't know this, and he didn't pass his meconium plug, so they did an enema. They came back like 30 minutes later, he still hadn't passed, so they did a second enema, and he was all distended, and they rushed him to Children's Hospital because he still hadn't passed the plug, and he ruptured on the way, his intestines, and they had to rush him Ooh. into surgery right when we got there uh, because he was going to be septic, but they cleaned him up and he survived.
1: Yeah. So same thing that happened to this patient, you know, except that they didn't catch it in time. Yeah. What about you? What's a what's a crazy crazy story? Yeah. What about you, James? What do you got?
3: There was a patient who I had who came in for um, drug overdose, and um, I had her like several shifts in a row, and every day at the same time, she would kind of act like she was conked out, like like she had taken something, and uh, so I asked her. If she was, she had brought anything with her to the hospital and was, you know, was using, and she just got so offended. Oh yeah. And um, after I calmed her down, she then said, "Yeah, I am, but you know, like I'm still like very offended that you would ask. Like, yeah, I was using heroin, but
2: you, I bet you see a lot of this because this is something we see in the cab, uh, mostly when I was with Yellow Cab, and probably you still see this, right, Thomas? Where we pick somebody up who needs to go to the ER. And these are people who move at about two, three, four in the morning. And these are hospital regulars. Maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're just looking for their drugs. Need attention. Need attention. Yeah. Uh, do you have, what, like what you were describing there, sounds like a regular.
3: Yeah, there's and there's definitely the people who have learned how to work this system. They know, they don't have a medical education, But they know which things to say through experience that will get them what they want. For example, like there's people who are frequent flyers in the emergency department who have learned that if they're not getting what they want, if they press the code button that's mounted on the wall Uh for an emergency, that it results in every single person showing up in their room. And maybe then they can get their turkey sandwich. But yeah, no, there's Uh definitely people who are frequent flyers.
2: Get their what? Turkey sandwich. Oh, But they don't ask for, like, uh, uh, well, drugs. Codeine. Codeine, yeah, stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the hospitals have a way of, you know, we have a way of seeing which other hospitals you visited and when and what sort of prescriptions that you have and when they were filled um, and, you know, there's some people who, like, they show up and they say, like, my ear hurts. Um, and fentanyl really helps with that. <laughs> so, like, I bet you it does. But <laughs> but it's the popular <laughs> drug right fentanyl. now. Yep. Yeah. So I had a guy wow. who used
2: to drive around who um, he would get, what do you call it? Like when you have a toothache, you can get Vicodin. Is it Vicodin or? I don't know. Yeah, it's one of them. It's something like that. But he would get a prescription, but then he would hit, like every Walgreens as quickly as possible. Is there a time frame in which you can get this done and maybe get it filled in lots of different places?
3: There must be. I mean, he, I guess he was trying to do it before it uploaded to the system to show that he already had the prescription filled. Yeah. In
2: one night Um, we would hit like all the Walgreens in town and he'd get two prescriptions or three prescriptions and then uh, he'd go home.
1: These days, um, you for any kind of like opioid medication or any kind of narcotic like that um you have to have a, a paper script right so they won't send it over electronically and usually when you go to the pharmacy they take that paper script and they keep it oh, so sure. you wouldn't be able to take it around to multiple pharmacies i mean i can't say that it's always been that way but that's how it is yeah. now
0: now james uh you're what they call a traveling nurse correct That's right. Yeah, travel or contract nurse. And Amber, your resident—is that what they call it? Uh,
1: yes, staff. Oh, staff nurse. Staff nurse, local
0: staff. Now, I've noticed I've had uh, traveling nurses in the car in the cab before, and I've they talk about an animosity between staff nurses and traveling nurses. Have you experienced that?
3: Yes. Um, it kind of depends on where you work and the unit you're in. Um, culture varies from hospital to hospital, um, and even floor to floor. Um, and then within like a unit you're working on, there's just some that like they've got to sick up their butt.
2: <laughs> this is a theme that we're going to keep coming back to.
3: Perfect right. analogy. I know. Um, my last assignment was pretty good. Um, there wasn't a lot of animosity, but I have worked in places before where, uh, people do kind of, shit on you and um yeah you know like the other thing that even if like there is an animosity a lot of times um they will give sort of the uh, the worst assignments to travelers um so you kind of get like anything that is unpleasant they will give it to travelers first um so but well i would think that
0: the staff nurses would welcome the help Because it seems like they're overworked.
1: Well, as as James said, it really depends on the unit. Um, The last unit that he worked on actually was uh, pretty um, primarily staffed by travel nurses. There were a lot on his unit. And so I think that might have been why the culture was a little bit better. Um, For my unit, uh, we definitely welcome our travelers. Uh, They help us out a lot. And we love having them. We're very thankful to them. Um, but that being said, not all travelers are created equal. So definitely the ones who come and don't offer to help, or just sit and play on their phone all night long, the ones who don't really like participate, or maybe like some of them even might not, you know, Be that great of nurses, and those are the ones that that we kind of have a problem with. And but I mean, I can't say in my unit that we've had that happen a lot. Most of the travelers we get, especially in the ICU, are pretty good, but they're definitely not all created equal. And I think that's where the animosity comes from.
2: Wow, yeah, I I I find it hard to imagine somebody who goes through that effort to be a traveling nurse and then just shits on it.
3: Well, you know, it's funny because it used to be such a more competitive subspecialty. You really had to have a good amount of experience and really be like something special to be hired for a contract. But since so many people have left the profession, um, you know, instead of having needing like five years experience to be competitive in a travel nurse, people are leaving staff jobs after one year and then going and becoming travel nurses. And our profession is such that you have so much to learn. The one year mark is really just you proving that you can be competent, Um, but you have to be able to show up to your assignments completely prepared for the worst like being able to depend on yourself and your abilities and flexible learning a new system learning a new culture and you know being comfortable with what you don't know and um so yeah but it's kind of the world we live in now
2: yeah it is have you ever had to throw down at the hospital
1: uh like with patients or staff or what yeah
2: oh both
0: well <laughs> tell me either one
1: i mean i've you know there's there's definitely times where there is conflict um I've been fortunate enough to not have have it with um uh, colleagues or coworkers very often and and you know we're, I try and be very diplomatic and professional when I'm dealing with my coworkers um patients sometimes, especially the ones that are there for psych issues you can't generally reason with them so um in that case we just we call security and we've definitely had security like you know, four security guards come in and, and hold a patient down to be able to restrain them.
0: There was an incident here in the ER just this week where a 42-year-old a man was in the ER at, at three in the morning, and he said he was going to kill the entire staff and the patients that were in there, and he decided that he was going to expose himself, so he dropped trowel, and exposed himself fully to everybody in the ER and took off and they caught him about uh, 20 minutes later down the street. So. May it still make naked? It? No, he had, oh, he pant- but he admitted door. to doing all that. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. well, it must be crazy place to work.
1: It's funny when I hear stories from up there and then down where I work now. And like, we really get some of the, the ghetto and, and some crazy things that show up in RER. So hearing about that, I'm like, wow. Yeah,
0: yeah so uh, yeah. not not as rare anymore as it yeah. used to be.
2: There are a lot of people who would want to know this. Uh, the full moon. Do you guys, are you guys affected by that? Or is that a, a
3: like a, a,
2: a myth or, or, you know, that you guys suddenly get busy and it's
3: crazier on full moons? I'd say there's definitely a correlation there. Not every full moon, but like... um there are certain days of the year that just like i don't know it's consistently like crazy every yeah. time like the start of summer
2: everybody's chopping off their legs with mowing machines <laughs> yeah right. of july people are blowing up
1: yeah yeah there's also certain days of the week too like um for some reason at our hospital sundays often are a big trauma night and uh it, it can be hit or miss but like Sunday is kind of like a crapshoot like sometimes it's it's just insane and it's like it's a Sunday like people should be getting ready for work the next day like why do all these things happen on Sundays
2: yeah that's curious yeah so I have one that I uh, another thing I want to talk about we had a short conversation before we we uh, connected with you um, and this is it'll be interesting for me to go back through this whole recording because we've made a lot of references to butts oh, and shit and all that kind poop. of stuff poop Um, have you guys encountered any situations or been familiar with what might come through your hospital, uh, for butt chugging,
1: butt chugging, like butt chugging alcohol. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I can't say I have,
3: um, you know, and we also, we work in the ICUs primarily. I do, I, I do work occasionally in the emergency department, but like, some of these like really juicy stories they are going to be happening in the emergency department exclusively oh, you know the, the ed is the like the yeah. gills of the hospital so you see everything in the ed not everything yeah. goes out through the rest of the hospital but right
2: yeah well that was what that show was right er yeah because that's like us being in cab. That they see everything yeah yeah all walks of life all sorts of weird shit yeah, Just when I learned about butt chugging, I was like, how, I don't, I, I understand what it's doing. Cause I guess a lot of kids were getting alcohol poisoning very quickly because it, uh, you know, your intestines absorb the alcohol, I guess, faster than if you were to uh, consume it right uh, through your mouth poorly. Um, but the... does that work for caffeine too? Like if I butt
1: chugged yes. my Starbucks,
0: would I be? Yeah. Wired? Coffee. Yeah. It would
1: probably make your, uh, fart <laughs> smell real good. <laughs> <laughs> and your ass would smell great. <laughs>
2: you smell chocolatey if i get the apple cinnamon starbucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) or the pumpkin spice around around halloween time um there's but i also get got to get past the emotional thing like if you and i were hanging out thomas and i said hey i'm gonna bend over and i want you to see (laughs) you should see his face right now (laughs) and i want you to stick this up my ass i don't i can't think of when i was in high school to a lot of people But if I was in high school, because this is happening a lot with high school and college kids. So even in college, I don't think I have a friend that I, a, even my closest friend that I could turn to and say, I'm going to drop my pants and I want you to do this to me.
0: Well, I imagine that would be a certain group of people doing that, right?
2: Yeah, but you,
0: Not I guess, your weekend drinker, but the stoners and partiers who do this every week.
2: I just don't see it as a relationship thing, you know. <laughs> it's like, how you doing? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you know uh, that's well, how James and I wake up every morning by like uh chugging coffee in our ass.
3: Nice.
2: <laughs> in fact, you can like uh James said uh coffee enemas. I I think you can do that, right? Like in certain places you can go and get it.
3: I don't know of those places. I've I've just heard of some people kind of in the uh some sort of health community that are um
2: Yeah, it's like in California, I remember hearing about it. Like, like the, the oxygen bars. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Somebody's like, shove it up your ass. That's awesome. (laughs) And who is the first person to figure
1: that out?
3: Well, I mean, I guess I should point out we do in the hospital administer medications rectally, too. So, um, you know, I have kind of a different approach to that. A lot of people just like get it done as fast as they can. But I always make sure to put on Unchained Melody and dim the lights before i do it and i just think it makes everybody's experience a lot better yes, you know
0: absolutely. if i came in Hold with a uh, this in if i came in with a cup of starbucks and slipped you a 20 bill you think- you'd take me into a side
2: room <laughs> in a <laughs> syringe
1: you'd make a whole experience of it right mood music lighting all the things yeah
2: yeah sure a little lube yeah. take me out to dinner <laughs>
3: yeah. hello talk yeah
2: so james you had a joke that you told us last time do you remember
3: Um, So in the intensive care unit, one of the devices we use is something called an arterial line. Um, Most people know what an IV looks like. This is kind of just like a different type of IV, but instead of giving medications, what it does is it goes directly into the artery. The artery is the one that um, we can measure your blood pressure and your pulse from second by second. So it's very valuable. So here in the United States, we refer to it shorthand as an A-line, arterial line. Um, I was talking to uh, a Canadian um, intensive care nurse and found out that they actually call it something very different just north of the border. Um, Instead of calling it A-line, they call it a line, eh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the reason I I remembered you telling that joke in the past was because uh, a couple of days ago I was at the hospital with my son. He had dehydrated. This is the one with half of an intestine, the one that got cut out because uh, it was distended and didn't come all the way through we know what
0: they call that in the ER a semicolon <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: good. that's good oh that's so good <laughs> did you really just come up with that on the spot
2: you just did that now that's good my oh, god I love that <laughs> god that was a good one uh, but my son, every time he was ever hospitalized, he's our million dollar baby. He's been hospitalized and had so many surgeries and procedures in and, and, and his whole life. He's 21 now though. And you wouldn't think it to look at him, but every time he's ever in the hospital, he always has to stop everybody and say, I have a joke. And he would tell the joke to everybody. And it usually has something to do with the medical thing. And he told a joke this time. This is just a few days ago. And I honestly don't remember the joke, but it ended with, he the question was why do you need to something 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 uh because it's flagell. oh that was the punchline
3: right yeah yeah flagell is an antibiotic
1: yeah
2: yeah something why do you have to listen carefully to an antibiotic because it's flagel maybe something like that <laughs> yeah the seven, because it's fragile, <laughs> and everybody laughed and i said i have one and i told your joke
0: oh nice and they
2: loved it yeah <laughs> They loved that joke. I fucked it up, but I I uh, still got it across. You you fuck up a lot of things. know <laughs> I do. I'm terrible with Um
1: things. I got one that a patient told us last night. Not medical related, but uh it's what kind of shoes do kidnappers wear? I
0: know this one. I don't know this one.
1: White white Vans. <laughs> oh, uh, I was going to say sneakers. Sneakers would be good too. Vans. I know white Vans
2: nice yeah, I like it i like that one that's
1: a good one why are they,
3: they called sneakers a,
2: i don't remember why i'd have to look that one up maybe for a future because i grew up in the east coast and they were sneakers but when we moved out to the midwest they were called tennis shoes yeah so i don't i don't know i remember freaking out i have tennis shoes what's that about
1: well thank you guys thank you thank you for uh thank coming you very on much yes. yeah we
2: got a lot of fun stuff to to, to put out here and uh Yeah, we enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I look forward to hearing the final cut.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great album by Pink Floyd. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Floyd.
2: It's also editing software for movies. All right. Any thoughts?
0: About what? (laughs) (laughs) Was I supposed to stay awake
3: for that?
2: It's like in high school, you know, when they say, okay, we're going to watch this educational video. And uh, you just lay down and drool on your desk and pass out.
0: And drool. Your mom drooled when she saw me, though.
2: That was your mom. Drooling for me. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of weird. I know it is. Um, That was pretty interesting. Yeah. I like big butts and I can <laughs> <laughs> I do like my little counter. Ding, ding. Yeah. You, I missed a few. You missed quite a few. I did. I missed yeah. a few. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So uh, they liked the joke. Yeah, they liked that joke. And... So that happens a
0: lot, but mostly with straight males. That was interesting. Yeah.
2: Well, it kind of makes sense, though, too, right? Yeah, it does kind of make sense. And she had
0: a good point that uh, everybody else is more experienced with this. Too. Sure,
2: sure. Um, one of the things that, that she, you know, before we did this interview, she, we, she had talked about it. And this is what made us like, go, whoa, 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 let's talk about this in the podcast, because this is really interesting, Um, is that once something starts to go up your butt, it continues. It up. continues. The suction of it just or pressure pushes it further, and further yeah. up your butt. Um, but we didn't get. She didn't get the chance to say that in this in this uh, yeah. episode. But that was always very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. But it does make sense because James was talking about uh, uh, like rectal rectal medicine, where you stick it up the button, the butt mm-hmm. just sure takes it up. Yeah, it doesn't just sit there at the end. The butt actually sucks it up. I that have no
0: a, experience with
2: that. You don't have to lie. No, I've never had a, a medicine through the ass, so I don't know. Oh, I did. And maybe I was too old to be having it that I remember it. <laughs> but it was my mother. I remember she would she would uh, administer to all of us kids some medicines through our butt.
0: So when someone has... Uh, Suppositories, they were. Something gets stuck in their butt, it's... uh.
2: Recreationally, recreational, Rec- recto recreationally, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to be forever disturbed by the lotion bottle image. In my yeah, head. I think that was that was part of the things that stuck in my head. Uh, that would definitely
0: it stuck in your head. At least it's stuck in your head. Yeah, I
2: knew we were going to go somewhere with that. Yeah. I thought I was pretty clean when I said that. Yeah, but no.
0: But uh, well, I wonder what was going through his mind when he was inserting it, like. It did just, you really
2: think that was going to work it, it just occurred to me it could have been round and it could have been upside down not like the pump first yeah Do you know what i'm saying all right
0: i had the image that the pump
2: was that first. is just now too until yeah. just now when you said that i thought you know he could have had it upside down and then it got all the way sucked back up
0: when when you first get those lotion bottles the the pump is like down and you have to you have like to spin twist it a little bit yeah. and it pops up i wonder if that happened
2: doesn't that ima- don't you imagine that would hurt it'd be like like try yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little be, bit. Be like this. Look, like I'm doing an image of this. I don't <laughs> want to see that.
0: <laughs> you know what? I bet he had a friend in prison, and he was his.
2: She's like, dude, my hands are so chapped. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to slip <laughs> hand. So the like the lotion bottle could have only been like. I like a travel size, too. Yeah. Anyway. I was thinking full size. Yeah, yeah. When you said I'm sneaking something into prison, I thought, well, then it would probably it would be a little smaller, <laughs> not like a full on, uh, something a little more modest, yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I had, I had some notes that I was thinking that I, I thought it was interesting uh, that there are particular days that are busier than others in the ER or in trauma center.
0: You, you were mentioned that the full moon thing. Yeah. I don't know if you are a believer in that but uh, I actually don't think it has any correlation. So. It's
2: we, we attach significance right. to it is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Here. Like strange thing has happened in the middle of a, you know, I guess, what do you call it? New moon when there is no moon out. Yeah. It, as, ma- as many times as there is a full moon, I think.
2: So. Well, my argument has always been, we all know that the moon has an effect on water, right? The lunar tides, they move because of the gravitational pull of the moon, mm-hmm. right? now, what percentage are we of water, like our human body? It's a high percentage. Yeah.
0: Some of us are like 80% alcohol, though. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, But the argument is that we're all just big meat bags of water walking around. So if the moon has a pull on liquid water, why wouldn't it have a pull on us? Which is maybe why, you know, there's all these histories and stories about uh, werewolves and and things like that uh, tugged by the moon, right? Mm uh there was some sort of science that said uh that's just not true it doesn't, doesn't right. have any effect so but it, it made sense to me that if we were if the water moon pulls water and we're water why wouldn't it right make us a little crazy yeah. anywho all of that was very interesting um and it was great amber and james it was fun to have you on uh, appreciate you coming to us It's neat to know that you guys have been listening and you're interacting with us for it. That's what we were hoping for. We look forward to more of you guys doing that. So
0: we've got proof at least three people have listened (laughs) to
2: us. us. Yes. All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night.
0: Thanks for coming along with us on That
2: Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode and... Find us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts.
0: Wherever you download this podcast.
2: Oh, right. Sorry.
0: We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us. And we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com at Twitter on Facebook and and Instagram. Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.